another great episode of The Bourbon Road with your hosts, Jim and Brian, where they talk bourbon and, of course, drink bourbon. Grab yourself a pour, kick back, and enjoy another trip down the bourbon road. excited to have blandsbourbonshop.com as a new sponsor for the bourbon road podcast in fact this podcast is brought to you by blanton's bourbon shop blantonsbourbonshop.com is the only official merchandiser for blanton's the original single barrel looking for a unique gift blanton's bourbon shop has got you covered blantonsbourbonshop.com is your home for all blanton's gifts Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Bourbon Road Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Shannon, and today on the show, we also have our co-host, Brian Hyatt. Brian, how are you doing today? Doing great. Good day to drink whiskey. Yes, it is. We actually drank whiskey all weekend, so uh, today's we're not skipping a day. We're not. <laughs> going, straight, <laughs> going straight into Monday drinking whiskey. This is great. Uh, this last weekend was uh, Bourbon on the Banks, and we've done a number of event episodes over the last few weeks and i don't want to i don't want to wear down our users with another event episode let me just say though that it was a spectacular event it was great to see all the roadies come out we had a full tent 50 whiskeys on the roadies bar mm-hmm. lawrenceburg bourbon was pouring from theirs they had a new barrel pick see if i can summarize this in a minute or less uh two thousand they sold out of tickets two thousand plus people there an absolute amazing weekend. What what was your take? I thought it was fantastic. And it was great to finally meet some folks that listen. And, and we had a good time. And this is our big event every year. And it's a lot of fun. And we talk about it all year long because it's kind of that, that, that show, that event that we kind of hope most of our listeners will try to make and try to attend so that we get a chance to meet them and talk with them and have a pour with them. And and we had a lot of pours on Saturday, no doubt. Yes, we did. We introduced our new 100% bourbon is 100% American shirt with a flag on it. That was a big success, but the blowout success was the bourbon East tea. The vintage bourbon East tea, the ladies t-shirt was just, we sold out. Mm -hmm. I mean, we sold out. Uh, probably halfway through the event. And then, of course, we had some alternative bourbonista teas, the, the pink ones, the blue ones. And then we had another single color vintage. And most of those sold, but the vintage bourbonista V-neck was just, it flew off the shelves. And we took notes. We know what everybody would like. So we know that the uh, the pink V-neck was something that we really Got a lot of questions about, so we'll be working on that. Yeah, and, and all this stuff is going to be on the website. So, folks, if you missed it, uh, and again, we, we don't want to turn this into a, uh, a post-mortem on Bourbon on the Banks. But if you missed something or showing up and getting something at, at the at the event, make sure you go to our website and check it out. But today, Brian, today's show is dedicated to a whiskey we haven't devoted a show to yet, mm-hmm. something that we've probably had on the show at some point i would have to go back and dig in the 360 some episodes in our past but today we're drinking wheat whiskeys i'm in love i'm ready to get started i am too so 
just real quick, what's a wheat whiskey? A wheat whiskey is a whiskey whose major grain component is wheat. And we know bourbon has to have 51% corn. Rye has to have 51% rye. Wheat has to have 51% wheat. Doesn't mean it doesn't have some other things in there. But wheat whiskeys in general are pretty much all wheat. Pretty much. They're going to have a little bit of uh, malted grain in there to sort of kick that enzyme process. But And uh, the first one that we're having today is the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Straight Wheat Whiskey. Uh, this is something you can find on the shelves uh, pretty much anywhere Woodford Reserve is sold. It is a 90-proof wheat whiskey uh, in the four- to six-year-old range, and um, it has a pretty decent color to it. It doesn't look all that different than the wheat, than the Woodford bourbon color, does it? It really doesn't. I mean, it's, uh, would you say, a little bit of a darker amber? Yeah, kind of a... Yeah, dark amber. Now, there, it, it's a little deceiving because the Woodford bottles are thin front to back. So if you, you want to see them side to side, it gets quite a bit mm-hmm. darker. But front to back, they're kind of thin. So it looks like a, a lighter color whiskey. But in the glass, it's got a good color to it. But Woodford has uh, recently, well, recently within the past five or six years, started to introduce some expansions to the line, one of which was the malt whiskey and then the wheat whiskey and more to come. And I I just we just haven't taken time to have this one on the show. And I think it's what got me to thinking about this. Well, I'll tell you what, let's drink this and then we'll talk about why we're doing it. All right. Cheers. Cheers. So the nose is uh for me is just a teeny little bit of cherry, but a nice oak. It's got a bit of ethanol to it though. Kind of mm-hmm. singed my hairs a little bit. I don't know. Might be just that first whiff of the day. I would agree with that. I definitely think there's a little bit of a singe, but kind of a light. Have some cinnamon. Yeah, a little bit of cinnamon, I think. Almost like cinnamon and light mm-hmm. cherry. Just just a hint of cherry. I mean, it's definitely fruit. Not a lot of baking spice on that. Mm-hmm. It's mostly the fruit forward kind of cinnamon. A little bit of cinnamon spice and, a, and an oak note. I mean, what? just so the listeners... Uh, the listeners know, I mean, what, what is kind of that, uh, the fruit that you really pick up in most of the Woodfords? Well, I feel like it's always banana for me. Um, I think you can get a little bit of banana on it. I I don't normally pick that one out. What do they say? There's 260 different Mm -hmm. notes in a Woodford reserve. I can get maybe two or three. I'm thinking about going to the distillery and now when you're at the vats, mm-hmm. when you're at the, uh, the fermenters, it's all banana. Oh yeah. No doubt about it. I mean, it certainly is, but in the glass, I'm thinking I, I'm not, I'm not really getting it. That doesn't mean it isn't there. It's just not, it's not catching my attention. I mean, for me, it's, it's a lot of cinnamon. Yeah. I mean, that, that is the one that jumps out to me quite a bit, but I mean, you get, you get the fruit. And I have to say this because I've I've got some good friends that listen. I always laugh every time I say it, but getting a little hint of vanilla. Yeah, they shouldn't laugh <laughs> because I, you know in bourbon tasting, if if you want to be uh, if you want to be right, and this isn't a bourbon, but mm-hmm. typically you say get a little bit of caramel and vanilla, right? And that oak. Oh, yeah. a vanilla and an oak. You know that, that's our inside joke because I always <laughs> tell them you're always going to hear me say vanilla. But that's okay. Yeah. 
All right, let's taste it. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, so uh, on the palate, I'm getting this nice wash of sweetness. Very soft up front. It's got kind of that uh, that little bit of a cherry note, but like a super light kind of hard candy, cherry, hard candy note. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I don't want to say Jolly Ranchers because Jolly Ranchers are all about intense flavor, right? So it's a little bit more like those flat candy sticks you used to get at the store with the yeah, a- yeah, yeah. apple and cherry and strawberry. Mm-hmm. And uh, it does have a nice little, like a little spice, cinnamon spice mm-hmm. note on it. I definitely get the spice. Yeah. It's not too creamy for me. It's more light and mm-hmm. uh, kind of washes across kind of uh, a little bit more watery, I guess. A little thinner. Yeah. Watery yeah. is not the best word to use. A little bit thinner. I. I think we're both on the same page there. It's definitely a little bit more thin. Uh, there's some spice to it. It's fruity. Um, I feel like I get a little more apple. Yeah. So I think that's what I was actually getting because I was thinking about those flat, hard candy st- sticks that you used to get. Mm-hmm. You used to get the apple ones and you get the cherry ones. And I was getting a cherry flavor on the nose and on the palate. But when I started to get that that note of that, kind of like an artificial apple. I I was thinking that was the cherry candy, but actually I think it might be the apple green apple candy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like with a little bit of spice on it. And then, you know, on the back end, uh, I feel like I'm getting some, some chocolate. There's enough Oak there. I mean, it's spent some time in the barrel. There's enough Oak there that uh that it gets a little bit dry on the back mm-hmm. not too much but and i'm feeling that uh that that kind of tannic that little bit of a tannic mm-hmm. note on the back it's a good whiskey i mean I, it's not not a sweet chocolate do you get that at all no i'm not getting anything sweet on the back i get it up front but mm-hmm. then as it goes back I, that fruit notes kind of come across and it gets to the mm-hmm. back and it's all barrel oh and, yeah uh, a little bit of a little bit of spice a little drier though. I mean, you know, it is. I think for me, it's fun. This is different, especially when you think about Woodford, and we all love those double doubles and and all that fun stuff that they put out. And uh, but it is a little bit different. And and you know, I love the weeded stuff. And and this is, I think it's good. Yeah, Jim, I believe the price point's around thirty nine dollars, forty dollars. Yeah, I think a total wine you can pick this up for about thirty nine dollars. Mm-hmm. So, actually, a pretty decent value. Yeah, I mean Woodford's a great name. They've got good quality. They have a pretty decent selection of uh, of different expressions that you can pick up. Uh, a favorite of mine is their double double bourbon. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say the double double. The double doubles uh, hard to get, but the the double oaked anyway mm-hmm. is available everywhere, and it's always going to be to have that nice sweet note with that. Dark marshmallow on the back end. I love it. Oh, I really like it. Have you had their malt whiskey? I have. Yeah. Yep. What did you think yep. about that? I liked it. Yeah. Me too. I, I think these are, they're not like outstanding examples of their class, uh, 
mm-hmm. but they're good solid whiskeys and they are a good example of their class yeah yeah and, and this is just really nice i i wish they would come out with a weeded bourbon that would be really something wouldn't it oh that would be maybe really they're just cool. getting ready for that you know? <laughs> yeah now they always do a great job and when i think of woodford i always think back to when we got to take that nice trip we got to drill the barrel and man that was fun yeah it was a it was a blast it's such a beautiful distillery so uh folks if you're listening and you're gonna you're gonna have a trip to the the bourbon trail anytime in the near future i highly recommend that woodford reserve be one of your stops it's it's kind of just a beautiful campus just flat out gorgeous with uh it's almost like castle and key it's very uh wooded kind of around Mm -hmm. there streams a little secluded old buildings old just old gardens just really nice food was great Food was fantastic. Yes, it was. I know we had some questions this weekend about food. So, yeah, you know, that's one that not really off the beaten path, but if you're there, get something to eat. Absolutely. Yeah. We need to do a little bit more of that. I think a little mm-hmm. bit more food pairing with bourbon and, oh, yeah. and talk a little bit more about restaurants. That's kind of <laughs> your gig. I love to eat. <laughs> I, I, I love do, to eat. I do too. <laughs> I just don't have this tremendous, you know, palate for food and i'm not able to talk in too intelligently about mm-hmm. different kinds of food but i do know what i like and it usually involves carbohydrates but oh yeah <laughs> well and protein <laughs> I, i'm a big big protein guy so yeah i made some great chili yesterday did you fantastic i put some sausage in there for the first time ever wow so but what kind of oh you some of the sausage we picked up that you know i didn't no, I didn't use it because the first one that I tried and then our conversation, you know, I, I think they grounded up a little too much. I agree mm-hmm. with that. So I, um, I, d- I didn't use it. I wanted to make sure this was on point. Yeah. I wanted to make sure it was, was good enough for Miss Leslie to eat. And, uh, so I went and bought some sausage from the store. I do that. think that grind it and listeners have no idea what we're talking about, but we, we, um, we stopped at a at a meat store on the outskirts of Louisville. We won't mention which one it was, but they had a great deal on house-made sausage. And we picked up, I bought 12 pounds. I'm not sure how much you bought. <laughs> but between the two, it was probably 20 pounds of oh, sausage. Yeah. And I got Italian and then hot and mild breakfast sausage. So three different types. And you got the chorizo? I did. Now, I think the chorizo was properly ground. They did have a very fine grind on these sausages, mm-hmm. so it made it a little bit different. But I think it was okay for chorizo, maybe. I, I haven't tried it yet. I haven't opened I, it up. You know, because so. chorizo typically is a finer grind. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll probably be okay. But on the breakfast sausage, it was a little weird. Oh, yeah. I haven't tried the Italian yet, but. I haven't gotten there either. Hey, the lady said it was the best sausage around. So Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember that. She sold us. <laughs> <laughs> she got us. We bought she it. She did. Hook, and, hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Brian, um, what do you think about the finish on this? I mean, I, I agree. It, you know, like you said a few minutes ago, it's, it's definitely dry. Um, all that sweet from the fruit, you know, the apple, I feel like that does go away. Yeah. Um, I said chocolate, maybe cocoa is a better way to describe that it's just not hanging around for me it's it's gone pretty quick Mm -hmm. so the finish on this is medium to short i would say i think if not short 
I would say more for me on the short. Yeah. I don't know that I would go as far as medium. And I don't know, you know, you get a little bit higher proof on this. It might stick around a little bit longer, mm-hmm. but at 90, it's kind of, now it's actually 90.4 because all Woodford Reserve products are 90.4. Yeah. Right? I was going to say they they have that point four in there. Yeah. But Just to stand out, be so different. We're, we're starting with the higher proof tonight. So we've had some, <laughs> uh, we've had some releases recently, haven't we, that we probably ought to talk about you've been doing a lot of blogging lately on the bourbon road blog and been trying to trying to pick that up a little bit get some more out there and and this is an exciting time of year especially if you're one of those folks that likes to camp out i think we both decided we're going to retire from that we're not going to do that anymore uh i know with all my kid activities and all the fun that i get to do every weekend uh camping out is just not something uh, that I'm going to do, but we had some great times. And I think the first time I ever had the Kentucky owl ride back, however many years ago, um, we were in line and I had a nice old dusty and we were all sharing drinks. And then we went to Bob Evans and it was fun. It was fun. It but was I don't fun. think we, we didn't win anything. Did we? I, I don't think we, I won. think we all I walked away empty handed. Empty handed. Yeah. It, 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 happens more than more times than not that you don't you don't get anything so that's right but i haven't done that in a while either and you know it's Mm -hmm. kind of in my past i'm not a bottle chaser anymore i do like it when i find one in the wild i do like it when i'm given one by a friend Mm -hmm. i i will pay a little bit more for something if i find it and it's been you know if it's something i really want and the price is a little bit higher you know if i really want it i'll buy it I'll buy it. I think I paid $58 or $60. I think I paid $60 for a bottle special reserve. Wow. Yeah. Which is a little much. Yeah. yeah it's a little, yeah. it's a bit too much, but I really wanted a bottle because we were having an event and I wanted to be able to put it out on the table. So we're having a gathering at the house and I really <laughs> wanted to be able to set it out. Oh yeah. Right now is the great time, obviously for all these releases and, and Buffalo trace, you know, the BTAC. It's coming and, and we all really enjoy and love that one. And I know we've, we've chased that a few times on our own and Jim, what would be your favorite BDAC? Uh, well, I do love the William LaRue Weller, but you know, a lot of people don't like the heat off the George T stack. I kind of do like it. So I like it. I like that. Um, uh, the 17 year Eagle rare, you know, I mean, love that. Mm Mm-hmm. I think they're all good. I've got a bottle of handy up there that I hit every now and then. Uh, I haven't had, I haven't had the 18 Sazerac and that's okay. one I, I'd really like to try. About that one's I haven't had that either, but uh, yeah, we saw it on the bar at the uh, bourbon on Maine. I could have got a pour of it, but I didn't. Okay. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, one. it was up there. It was up there, <laughs> but no, I didn't do it. Yeah, I mean, there were a number of bottles on the shelves at the various establishments we frequented during our weekend in Frankfurt. Mm-hmm. And it was very nice to see that those uh, places went out and, and went the extra mile to make sure stuff was on the shelf. But the BTAC, as you're saying, the BTAC collection is releasing. That's right. And they mentioned in the release that they sent us that it's releasing soon. Just soon. Soon. Yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna give you the exact day. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
We did request uh, sample mini samples of the of the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection so that we can do proper reviews on each one and let you folks know what we think about them. Uh, they don't send them to everyone, but let's see if they send them to us this year. Uh, sometimes you're lucky, sometimes you're not. But if we get them, we'll make sure we review each and every one for you folks so that you can make uh, make up your mind if you want to chase it or not. That's right. And so they have another uh, pretty cool release coming out or uh, a collection, a, a limited edition set of bottles that are going to be released. And that's the Old Stag, the Golden Wedding, the Three Feathers, the Walnut Hill, the George T. Stag, Spiritus. Um, so those are all cool. Now this is part of a collection. It's what it's, it's pricey. It's a, it's a thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, but man, it, it looks good. If I had the thousand and I could find it, I'd probably purchase it. I uh, don't know that I'm going to be able to find it, but hopefully I can. Uh, the one that jumps out to me though, is the golden wedding. Yeah. You and I have actually shared a bottle from what was it? 1976, I believe. Uh, something I could be saying that wrong. Maybe it's 1946. It's one of the two. Uh, but that one jumped out because I thought the golden wedding, the old dusty that we had was very good. Yeah, it was really good. I remember that. In fact, I did. I had never heard of it before and you turned me on to it. So, yeah, it's so I, I doubt that this one, uh, is going to be similar to what we had, but you know, the golden wedding that they're releasing is a, 107 proof rye whiskey. Um, uh, so be pretty cool to see what, see what that looks like when it comes out. Absolutely. And and the pictures are on the website. Uh, they look good. They look very good. Yeah. Would look good on somebody's shelf, but you know how we would do it. We would open them up and we would drink them. And if you're a friend of the show and you end up with that collection and you'd like to actually appear on a show, (laughs) <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have you on to share it with That's us. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, Brian, let's keep sipping on this wheat whiskey. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we've got another wheat whiskey. And we'll tell you all why we're tasting wheat whiskey today. For a unique gift, Blanton's Bourbon Shop has got you covered. All of their handcrafted wood products are made in their in-house wood shop with authentic bourbon barrels. Specializing in barrel-aged potent treats, they use Blanton's barrels to age their own maple syrup, honey, and coffee. Find the most unique gift ideas for your golf lover, cigar connoisseur, avid coffee drinker, and Blanton's fan. Want to win an authentic Blanton's Barrelhead? Make sure you sign up for the giveaway on the homepage of their website. Blanton'sBourbonShop.com is your home for all Blanton's gifts. We're back, and uh, today is Wheat Whiskey Day. In the first half, we had the uh, 
Woodford Reserve straight wheat whiskey. I think uh, for me overall, a decent pour, right around $39. Uh, finishes a bit short, mm-hmm. a little disappointing, but I think wheat, wheat kind of lends it to that a little bit maybe. Don't know that if that's a fact or not, but it. I would think that uh, that not having the you know the heavier, more full body grain in there might affect that a little bit. But before we tell everybody what the next wheat whiskey is, let's talk about uh, maybe why we're doing a wheat whiskey show. About uh, three weeks ago, we were at the Bardstown Bourbon Festival, and a good friend of ours from Broken Barrel called us into his tent, Seth. He said, hey, I want you to try something here. And he handed us his recent wheat whiskey release, and it flat out got my attention. Fantastic. It was our best of show, right? It was. Yeah. Yeah. I think we both agreed that it was the the number one whiskey we tasted at that event. And it got me to thinking that uh, we didn't get a bottle, by the way, because Seth was selling out of everything he had. But... (laughs) Maybe we'll get our hands on something in the near future. But it got me to thinking that we had never had really had a wheat whiskey show. And we never really talked in depth about wheat whiskeys. And it was high time that we did that. We are the bourbon road. Bourbon's kind of the majority of what we do. But we do have malt whiskeys on the show. We do have rye whiskeys on the show. Uh, Why not a weeded whiskey? So... But anyway, so we picked a couple of what we thought were good representations of the uh, of the um category of wheat whiskey in the first half we did have the woodford reserve straight wheat whiskey and now in the second half we have the bernheim weeded whiskey and i'm going to say i'm not 100 sure if i'm correct in this but these this is the og right this is it's been around for a while mm-hmm. been around for a while and out of heaven hill which to me, that means it's probably going to be really good. And folks, there's a there's a lot of wheat whiskeys out there. We'll kind of mention a few of them as we as we go through the rest of the show. We're only going to do two whiskeys on the show, but we are going to drink the Bernheim now. It's widely available. It's a Heaven Hill product. It's a seven year, ninety proof wheat whiskey from Heaven Hill, and uh, it's got a pretty good reputation. But it's I think it might be the first time on the show on the Bourbon Road. Wow. Yeah. So what do you say? That's we, surprising. We check it out. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. The nose on this is definitely not as ethanol forward as the no. effort. No. But it's very mm-hmm. similar. It is. I mean, it's definitely sweet. Yeah. Uh, fruity. But I'm not getting that kind of what we later determined to be that kind of green apple note. The green apple. I don't get it really the cinnamon either. No, it's a little bit more kind of uh, almost a burnt caramel. Mm -hmm. But it is a little fruity. And I I don't know what that is, but I want to say it's probably a, a stone fruit. What do you think about toffee? Yeah, it could be toffee. Toffee is like burnt caramel, isn't it? Yeah. Is that what it is? I think so. Yeah. All right, I'm going to taste it. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, that is definitely got some more oak on it. Quite a bit more. A little bit more viscous, too. 
not as not as uh, thin as the Woodford, but there's not that same rush of sweetness mm. across the front. No, but you know it's kind of surprising because on the nose I don't really get any cinnamon or spice, but I definitely get it on the palate. This has got a little bit more of like a sweet cream flavor to it, like a mm. um, like a meringue or a cream or creme brulee. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, the last one we were kind of, it's definitely different than this one, you know, for sure, because no spice on the nose, definitely some spice. You've got that more uh, definitely viscous. This reminds me of those, uh, those cowtail candies. You know the 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 caramel with the cream center. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm talking about that cream center on it. This has got a cream, definitely got a creamy note to it. It's a little more viscous, a little silkier on the tongue. Uh, it just seems like it's more full bodied. It is more. You know, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and jump forward to uh, to the finish, but it's more uh, warmer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's definitely you can feel the. More of that hug, if you will. Um, but that oak, I mean, the oak is there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the seven years, right? Mm-hmm. I think that this one is a little bit more mature, a little bit more full bodied. Uh, it definitely has a sort of a broader range of flavor to it. I would say this is just a, in general, uh, just, and I love Woodford. Don't get me wrong. This is just a little more, a little bit more up my alley. I think I like this a little bit better than the Woodford, just personally. Yeah, no, nothing I, wrong with the Woodford. I think I'm I'm right on there with you because I do. I like that hug. Uh, if you can hear me smacking over here, it's just I've got a lot of salivation going. Like it, there's a lot more going on with it that uh, brings it out. But I think I like the oak. Yeah. You know, just being a little bit more oak forward. And the oak hangs on a little bit longer in the finish. I don't know that in general if the finish is that much longer. A little Mm -hmm. bit maybe, maybe a medium finish. But that oak tends to hang around Mm -hmm. a little bit longer. You get that um, that barrel, that little bit of that oaky barrel effect Mm -hmm. on the the back end that kind of just hangs around. And it does, that chest warms up a little bit more on this one and. Uh, just in general, this is a little bit more of a porch sipper for me. I would be, mm-hmm. I would wouldn't mind putting away a bottle with you tonight <laughs> on this. Yeah. I could drink it. Oh yeah. Now I've owned a bottle of this before, but I I'm surprised that we haven't had it on the show, listeners. If I'm wrong, send me a note. Let me know what episode so I can go back and re-listen to it. But uh, I think it's a quality wheat whiskey. It's definitely something that uh, if you see it on the shelf, don't be afraid of it. If you haven't had a wheat whiskey before. This would be a good candidate. Grab one, so. put it on your bar. It's a talking point. You know, expand your horizons a little bit. It doesn't all have to be bourbon. Have a few rice, have a few wheat whiskeys, have a few malt whiskeys. Mm-hmm. I have a question because I, I could probably look it up right now on my phone, but I'm not going to. Uh, maybe you know the answer. Is this part of the build your own bottle experience? Can you get this bottle? And I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know the okay. answer to that. It's, it's worth a look because, you know, anybody that's done that experience, I mean, it's, it's super cool. 
Uh, I got a fantastic, fantastic bottle of Elijah Craig last time. It, I'm going to hate to see that thing go, but it's going fast. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about a few other wheat whiskeys that are out there. Notables, you know, definitely one that we would have liked to have had, but we didn't have a bottle of it available to us was the old elk mm. wheat whiskey. Uh, they make a great wheat whiskey. And so if, uh, if in your part of the world, uh, old elk is more prominent on the shelf, then I would say grab that because it's going to be a good one. I know Middle West Spirits out of Columbus makes a wheat whiskey. And it's fairly priced around $30, $35. So you can pick that one up. Traverse City has one for you guys up in the UP. Uh, you know, they make a good wheat whiskey. And I have had that one. And let's not forget 1792 Sweet Wheat. Oh, that is a good one. That is a very good one. And, you know, I went over to check to see if I had a bottle of it, and I don't. I don't. I've got the bottle in bond. I've got the 12-year. Uh, let's see. I had the high rye, mm-hmm. but I didn't have the sweet wheat. So. Yeah. If, the, if you see that one out, you should grab it. You won't be disappointed. That one's a little more pricey. That one's around 50 bucks a bottle, but I, I'd say it's definitely worth picking up. If oh, you it's see worth it. it. Yeah. 50 bucks for a bottle that good. Absolutely. You know, Brian, one of the things, and again, I, I, like I said earlier, I don't want to turn this into a sort of a postmortem on the bourbon on the banks event. But one of the things that surprised me was, is, you know, we, we put out the bourbon roadie bar like we do every year at bourbon on the banks. And we had 50 different whiskeys on the bourbon roadie bar. And they were all whiskeys that had a, had been on one episode or another during the year. And I think we were only missing a couple of whiskeys that were on the show that we didn't take down there. But for the most part, we were completely represented. And we had, I mean, we had pretty much, we had Blanton's because they were on the show. We had E.H. Taylor because it was on the show. We had Eagle Rare because it had been on the show. We had a number of Buffalo Trace items up there that were, very recognizable that people could come up and try. And I was absolutely blown away that nobody was asking for any of those when they came up to the roadie bar. Yeah. I, I noticed that as well. And it, you know, for the Blanton's, it took a little while to, for people to get that one cracked. I think I actually had to uh, ask someone if they wanted to have it and had a conversation with a husband and a wife. And she said, well, he hates it. And he was like, oh, no, I hate it. And she's like, I've never had it because he hates it. And I was like, well, here, I'm not trying to cause any marital issues here, but I think you should try it. She said, oh, I love that. And he was like, well, I don't hate it. I just can't get it. I think that and a lot of times when somebody says they hate something, it's not that they hate the whiskey. It's that they hate the fact that they can't mm-hmm. get it. So yeah. they just translate that into I hate that whiskey. I hate that stuff yeah. because they can't get it. But, yeah, so. Really, I mean, we brought back most of the bottle of Blanton's, most of the bottle of E.H. Taylor, mm-hmm. probably half the, the Eagle Rare, and a number of other bottles we had there that were um, well-known, Weller and other things mm-hmm. like that. They just didn't get hit. Everybody wanted to try Legends and ASW mm-hmm. and 15 Stars and, you know, uh Jay Mattingly and all the other things we oh, had yeah. there from all the craft distilleries that we had, had on the show during the year. 
those were the ones that were getting requested. And I think that's so cool because we had a lot of folks come through that were not roadies. Right. And they were still opting to go towards the craft distilleries and the ones that we've had on the show. Uh, And they were all very impressed. So I think it says a lot about, uh, you know, all these great relationships that we've been able to make over the years, you know, and, and, and the things that they're doing, you know, broken barrel, huge hit, huge hit, 291, huge hit, 291, huge hit, Jay Mattingly, huge hit. Of course, Lawrenceburg bourbon company, huge hit. 15 Uh, stars was what was over and over again. People were wanting to try the 15 Mm -hmm. stars. The platinum was, was kind of the one that everybody drifted towards. I was a little sad because we didn't get to bring much of that home, but that's all right. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. That's why we had them. We had them there to share. I think we had four different expressions of 15 stars on the roadie bar. And uh, let's see what else, what else was really. The seven and 15 actually got finished off. It did. That's right. Absolutely. We've got a little bit of the platinum left, so you and I can enjoy that. But, oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else was really big? Hold uh, on. Uh, the one that looks like the birthday bourbon. I don't know why I'm going. Oh, like 13th the, Colony. Man, everybody was going for wow. the 13th Colony. We actually had somebody begging to take the bottle home. Yeah. Asked if they could buy it and all that good stuff. And and that's the last thing in the world we're going to do is is sell a bottle of whiskey. That's so right. That is not going to happen. But no, we just brought it back. We brought everything back with us that didn't get uh, consumed. But, you know, we shared as much as we could. I'm trying to think of the others that were super, super popular. Oh, yeah. The uh, uh, the Filmland Spirits, the Mayhem oh, Extended yeah. Cut. That was wow. a big hit. Gone. Yeah. Is that, it's gone, right? It's gone. Yeah, we they finished mm-hmm. that one off. And uh I mean we Chicken had, Cock was Chicken Cock, yes. the double oak chicken cock the was probably oak. the most popular. Mm-hmm. I know I spent a little time behind the bar pouring and I have to say I really, really enjoyed that. I felt like I was in my element. I could really kind of guide folks to well, if you haven't had this one, you know, yeah, give it a shot and uh if you had to if you had to pick one whiskey you thought was um kind of the the fan favorite what would you say from from you because you would walk people to the bar too yeah so i honestly i think it was 13th colony uh, 13th colony so you know i i brought the bottle of uh jay mattingly uh, big bad wolf and I think that one's pretty low because I I encouraged folks to try that one um, a little bit more, you know, if they were looking for something hot. But, uh, you know, the the 13th Colony, a lot of people pick up that bottle. Looks like, like, oh, birthday, looks like birthday, birthday bourbon. Birthday bourbon. Birthday <laughs> bourbon. Can I have that? But that's not what it was. But when they tried it, they were they were very, very happy. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, and, you know, I, I had a little bit to do with this, but I think that uh, for me, it was more the Legends. Legends mm-hmm. was being poured oh, a lot yeah. because I was guiding people towards that uh, 100 proof Legends mm-hmm. and the 115. Yep. Uh, the weeded the weeded bourbons, just fantastic stuff. And uh, But we each, as we're pouring from the roadie bar, people are asking us, what, what do you recommend? And, of course, we each have our personal... Mm-hmm ones that we recommend and i would have two or three i'd I love telling people about the georgia heartwood from asw uh, 
uh, and the legends. And then you got 13 Colleen right there. We're just talking about three different Georgia distilleries. Wow. How about that? So cool. Georgia's hot. Oh, yeah. They're, they're <laughs> killing it. But such a great time, such a great event. Uh, one of the things that Melody and I talked about was that um, personally us, we'd like to do more events next year. Smaller events, get into uh, some of these smaller events where we can get in with a 10-foot tent rather than a 30-foot mm-hmm. tent. We had a 30 by 20 tent. so And it was packed. I mean, I guess wall-to-wall, side-to-side, yeah. whatever you want to say. It was packed. Yeah. You know, they, people came in waves. and Yeah, we ooh. told, we told uh, Diane at Bourbon on the Banks we needed basically 10 passes for workers mm-hmm. to work in our tent and she just kind of looked at us like well she remembers years past she's like okay nobody's supposed to really walk around the show you oh, know yeah. you guys are supposed to be working i'm like okay but we'll take breaks you know right well we ended up i don't think i think only randy was able to take about a 15 minute mm-hmm. break the rest of us worked solid the whole time and just didn't have a chance to get around and, and really do anything and you know, I th- I think it was so cool because I think it it says a lot about uh what the Bourbon Road is about and who we are that this is not about us. Yeah. Like this is about the distilleries and all these amazing folks that listen to the Bourbon Road and that we get an opportunity to actually serve them and be there for them and to help them have this great experience when they're at bourbon on the banks. Absolutely. And that's really what it, what it's all about. Yeah. This year, the, the actual vendors didn't get uh, sampling glasses like they had in the past, but I think this year they didn't get them. But so we had vendors come into our booth because they wanted to, they wanted to see what's going on. Mm -hmm. When you're at a distance, you can see the bourbon road lounge and you can tell there's like a huge gathering over there and people are just hanging around in that area. So we had vendors coming through and they would come in and, and, uh, I think like Aaron Mullally from, uh, bourbon 30 came in. Right. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to try some things, but he didn't have a sampling glass cause he's a vendor, <laughs> but we we're handing, handing out Glenn Cairns to all the vendors That's so right. that they can drink out of bourbon road Glenn Cairns. And he's an awesome guy. He is. I mean, just so much fun and puts out some great stuff. He said he sold out, right? Yeah. He sold out 90 yeah. bottles. He went through with that. Wow. So anyway, we said we weren't going to turn this into a mm-hmm. postmortem on the bourbon on the banks, but I'm still fired up from this weekend. Oh, I am too. So definitely, folks, uh, next year, uh, don't waste any time. Plan to be mm-hmm. down once they release the dates and and everything for the event. Get get on the books for it. You'll have a get great your time. hotel room, yeah, or your your bed and breakfast, whatever whatever you choose, yeah, <laughs> or get there at the Capitol Plaza Hotel because that's yeah. the most convenient place, I think, right. Oh yeah, next year we'll try. Oh yeah, there. that that is. I mean, that's a fantastic spot. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Jordan Lester and his wife stayed there this year. Last year they were staying out at the Hampton Inn, but this year they were able to stay down at you know right there, and it's mm-hmm. it's walking distance from everything, from the event to the parties, the after party, and everything else. You just yeah, stay down in town. I've only got one more comment to make about the weekend, and I'll just say the food vendors. Great job. Yeah. Great job, guys. I mean, the the waffles were amazing and the barbecue and uh, the uh, – I wish I could remember the name of the lady that was selling the cupcakes because she had such a cool name and 
I just remember the phone number ended in lush. Oh, yeah. It was something about inebriated baker or something. Inebriated baker, yeah. yes. I don't remember the whole phone number, but I was like, wow, she she really thought this through, and she did a good job of marketing, making sure that people were going to remember. Yeah. Uh, and those cupcakes were good. I got three of them. All right, folks. Well, if you haven't had a weeded whiskey, I'm going to highly recommend you pick one up uh, from today's show. You probably could tell I leaned a little bit more towards the Bernheim. I think you did, too. I did, too. Uh, but if you haven't had the Old Elk or the Middle West mm-hmm. or the Sweet Wheat from 1792, these are all great choices. Um, Traverse City's got a good one. There's a number of them out there. It's, it's a different category. It's not as popular as rye and bourbon, but they are out there and they are tasty. You definitely want to give them a try. Uh, every now and then we'll take one of these little side roads where we try a different uh kind of category of spirit and uh we've never had vodka on the show and we probably never will but uh, every now and then we might have a rum or a tequila or something like that because i do respect the other spirits particularly gin Mm -hmm. i love my gins you're not a gin guy though are you Uh, i mean it it depends you're more of a tequila Uh, castle and key yeah i feel like they do a really good job with gin so i can i can get down with those guys for sure but uh yeah, I do. I like tequila. Yeah. I'm happy with clear spirits as long as they don't push our bourbons off the shelf. Right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Stay in your zone. <laughs> All right, Brian. Well, it's been a fun show. I've really enjoyed this. We did spend a little more time talking about the event than I'd like to, but at least we did a short recap. Got to try some weeded whiskey. Next show, back on bourbon for sure. Guarantee right. it. And... uh well, it's it's another year in the books. Wow. Went fast. It did. All right. Well, you can find the Bourbon Road on all social media outlets. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. You can find us on Threads. You can find us uh, basically on our Facebook group, our private Facebook group mm-hmm. called the Bourbon Roadies. And Brian, what do they have to do to be a member? You're just going to answer three questions. Uh, are you over the age of 21? Do you agree to play nice and do you enjoy bourbon? Right. And and the answer to two of those questions ought to be pretty easy. Are you over 21? That's right. And uh, and do you like bourbon? Playing nice, you got to think about that one. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, so many people get out of control in these groups, you know. Mm-hmm. And we just want you to come in and just be a good a good, uh, a good neighbor. That's right. And we we lose mm-hmm. folks every now and then. And, and, and that's okay. Yeah. We want to make sure that that the regulars, the the people that are really committed to to being a part of that group, can continue to enjoy it for what it is. And by lose, you mean you kick them out. That's right. Yeah, that's right. We you don't play we, any games. We, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a very nice way of saying that. Yeah, we kick them out. And then you know the other thing is, don't sell anything. Yeah, just don't do. It. Just don't do it. Share your bourbon. Uh, talk about your bourbon. Take mm-hmm. pictures of your bourbon. Don't sell your bourbon on the road. Be like Rob Carter. Yeah. Share your bourbon. Absolutely. We do a show every single week. Every Wednesday, we'll have an episode like today's where maybe it's just Brian and I sitting down having a chit chat, drinking some good whiskey like we did with this weeded whiskey today. Sometimes we'll have a guest, uh, an author, a musician, you know, all kinds of different people. Uh, we're going to have a few more distilleries on here really soon because mm-hmm. we've, uh, well, we've been to a few events and we've talked to a few. So we're going to be having That's a right. few coming up. 
But we hope you listen to us every week. And Brian, what do they have to do to make sure they don't miss an episode? Just going to click subscribe on each one of those channels, whether it's YouTube or Apple podcast or Google podcast, uh, any of them out there, Spotify. And each time that a new episode is released, you're going to get a notification. And we hope you listen and enjoy. Yeah. So you can reach out to us. Brian and I are very accessible. You can hit us up uh, on the bourbonroad.com, our website. That's where you'll find our swag. You'll find our articles that Brian's been putting out kind of regular lately. You'll find our episodes to listen to on there. Uh, you'll also find our store where we sell our T-shirts, the uh, Bourbon is 100% American t-shirt, the Bourbon Road t-shirt, the Bourbonista t-shirt. Bourbonista. It's yeah, hot. It's hot. All of our glasses and barware, all the things that we have with our logo on them, our flasks, all those things are available on there. We'd, we'd really appreciate if you'd uh, come and check us out and purchase a little something. It helps us get down the road. But while you're on the website, we have a contact us page. We'd love to hear from you. Just go on there and shoot us a quick message. Let us know what you're drinking, what you're thinking. Maybe something we ought to try that we haven't tried yet. We'd love to hear about it. But you can always send us an email too, team at the bourbonroad.com. We'll be sure to get back with you. But until the next time, we'll see you down the, the bourbon, bourbon Road. road.